Our scripture reading this morning is from Jeremiah 33, verses 14 through 16, and Romans 12, 9 through 13. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up from David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this is the name by which it will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. And from Romans, let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with mutual affection, outdo one another in showing honor, do not lag in zeal, be ardent in spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering, persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints, extend hospitality to strangers. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. be seated. The season of Advent. It's the beginning of the Christian calendar, but yet it's probably one of the um, misunderstood seasons in the Christian calendar. Because as soon as Thanksgiving's done in, in our culture, a lot of times we go straight to Christmas, don't we? We're singing the Christmas carols. We are getting excited for what the season has. Because we come with so many expectations. You know, the Christmas season, the, the month of December, is probably one of the busiest times of the year for many people. Because we have lots of gatherings, uh, whether that be, you know, uh, work gatherings, family gatherings, uh, going to see Santa Claus and take pictures, uh, going to look at Christmas lights, uh, that, you know, you can go on and on. All the shopping that we do for uh, the presents that we want to get for our friends and our family. But in this moment, instead of going straight to Christmas, right, Advent's about preparing for what is coming. Preparing for uh, what is coming into the world. And, and we're excited here uh, because we are going to start a sermon series in this, uh, this Advent season. Uh, the heart that grew three, time, three sizes. And when you, when you hear that, you might associate that saying with a story that is very classic that comes up in the Christmas season written by Dr. Seuss, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. <laughs> now, why are we talking about the Grinch who's, who's going to go and steal Christmas, right? Like, what, what are we doing here? Don't, don't steal my Christmas joy, Reed. Because, you know, as for those that have read the story, or maybe if you haven't, uh, the Grinch is this character who lives up on a mountain, uh, above Whoville. And Whoville 
you know, they get really excited about Christmas. Like, they, they go above and beyond. It's like the Griswolds time, times five, right? The whole city's going uh, excited for Christmas. All the caroling, all the lights, all of the food. And, and the Grinch, right, he, he just, he's not a fan of it. He's just not sure. And so he comes up with this plan to steal Christmas. Now, in the original story written by Dr. Seuss, does anybody know why the Grinch doesn't like Christmas? Well, that's good, because Dr. Seuss never writes why the Grinch is so angry and hates this Christmas season. Now, in some of the other adaptations, maybe uh, we, you might remember the, the live-action Grinch with um, Jim Carrey. They put a little bit of a backstory, but the original story done by Dr. Seuss, there's no reason that we know, right? Obviously, there's some type of reason, but there's no reason in which the Grinch doesn't like Christmas. But yet, in the story, he is so adamant about how awful it is to be around these who's that sing and are so joyous. And so he comes up with his plan. His plan to steal Christmas. Because all of these, these who's, these people who live in Who'sville, I'm sure they have these expectations of what this season is going to look like. Because it's a tradition. It's something that they do every year. So they expect all of the lights. They expect all of the singing. All of the joy and all of the happiness. And so the Grinch is like, okay, well I'm going to take that away from them. And so he goes... And he takes all of the trees and all of the lights. And that, that kind of um, throws everybody for a loop, right? Because what they had expected did not come to fruition. Rather, the opposite. All of this joy and happiness that they expected is gone. All the decorations, all of the lights... The presence. And see, we probably can relate to the people of Whoville as, as this Advent season, as the Christmas time uh, gets closer and closer, because I feel like we have these expectations of what Christmas is going to be like for us and our friends and our family. And I suspect that the expectations in which we have are probably happy and joyous and it's going to be a great time. And then those expectations, something usually goes wrong. I don't know if that's the same for all of you, but for me, it usually goes different. And I'll be the first one to tell you, in my family, I'm probably the closest thing to a Grinch we have. I am, I am uh, yearly called uh, Scrooge because I would never decorate uh, my apartments um, in the past. Now that I'm married, that has changed because I understand that, that she would like to see the decorations. Um, but, it, you know, we, we put all of this time and energy, we have all of these ex expectations of what is going to happen, and then something goes wrong. 
And sometimes it's these expectations of maybe we didn't get to see a family member that we wanted to. Maybe we didn't receive the gift that we were hoping for. Maybe the turkey burnt. That would be bad, right? And so in those moments where the expectation is not met, something happens. A lot of times uh, we, we let that get under our skin. We let that make us angry because this expectation of the perfect Christmas that we have had did not happen and it eats us up inside and if we continue to let that anger eat us up inside sometimes it turns into hate And we all have heard that hate is a strong word, right? Hate um, is not something that we want to throw around uh, those feelings, but yet they are feelings that, that come up because of anger being held on to. That sometimes might start with just the slightest unmet expectation. But in our scripture, out of uh, the book of Romans, our second scripture, you know, Paul talks a little bit about hate, doesn't he? He first talks about love, loving genuinely, loving one another, but Paul talks about hating what is evil. And so if we go into our lives and we think about the moments in which anger has, has festered and festered and then turns into hate, are we really hating what is evil? Or are we letting some type of unmet expectation and desire cause those feelings? And that doesn't just happen around the Christmas season. That can happen at any point in our lives. Maybe we have a friend or loved one who we feel did not treat us in the way in which we felt like we should have been treated. And that anger then causes the relationship to grow further and further apart. Sometimes into this hate word feeling that we talk about. But that does not follow in what Paul is trying to share with the Romans. Because we have these, these expectations of, of what is going to uh, this, this land that this creation, this Savior that God is going to put in our lives. Um, and we have to be ready 
and open our hearts so that we may be at peace. Because if we were at the moment in which Christ came into the world and we saw who Christ was, I don't think that it would have been someone that we would have expected or chosen or even thought of. You know, when the, uh, the, earth, the Jews, as they are um, per- hoping for the Messiah to come, right? They have these characteristics of uh, what the Messiah is going to be like. There's a list of, of six characteristics. And Jesus only meets three or four, and one of those is kind of questionable. It just it's a, and it's an opinion, right? And one of those that, that Jesus does not meet is this idea that uh, the Messiah is going to be this warrior king that is going to come and is going to bring uh, the, the, the nation of Israel together that is going to fight against all of the, the armies and nations to bring Israel back. And, in, and hearing, you know, right, the, the Jews at that time, they had these expectations of who was going to come and be this Messiah, this baby boy born in a manger was not the Messiah in which they expected. It was not the Messiah, the Son of God, that they expected. And as Jesus then goes on through his life and the way in which he conducted ministry, That ministry was not the ministry that they expected from the Messiah. And so for us to to think about those Jewish communities that had these expectations of what was coming into the world and knowing that those expectations was not what they received, but knowing that the Messiah that came into the world was exactly what the world needed. It was exactly what God had planned. A Messiah that would come and do everything in the name of God the Creator. And a Messiah that would come in and sacrifice Himself for others. That through that Messiah, that that Jesus Christ who is coming into the world, we are now able to experience God's grace in the world. And this grace that is coming into our world. Coming in a way that maybe we don't expect for us prepare our hearts to be at peace to be at peace in the in knowing that God's grace is coming into the world even if God's grace does not look as we expect
finding peace within our hearts rather than anger and hate for the moments in which life does not go the way we think it should. For the moments in which our expectations are not met. So I pray that in this time of preparation that we be able to be at peace with where we are in our lives and let us be at peace in knowing that God's grace is coming into the world and that that, that grace and that, that baby, Christ Jesus, that he is the ultimate gift in our lives. That he is coming into the world for us. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious God, Lord, we just come to you today. We come to you today asking that you continue to use us, your people, to exemplify your grace and, and help us prepare for what is coming, Lord. Let us be at peace in knowing that Christ Jesus is coming into the world and that we are going to be able to experience your love and grace. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.